hello. Hi. Hi. If viewers could only see what we do behind the scenes. It's so, yeah, we're, we're children. We should not. Like, I started looking for an adult the other day. And then Grant was like, you are the adult. I was like, wait a minute. What? 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 I need an adult to your adult. Since when? But guess I, what, ladies and gentlemen? It's another episode here at Cocktails and Crimes. And Mama is back home. Yay. First off, yes. I want to give a huge shout out. Spent the weekend in Texas with our friends it's over at Full Off uh, Full Send Off Road Podcast. Great guys. So if you're into anything off road, uh, definitely go give them some love. They're amazing. Bruce and Alex are two of the most chill dudes. It's like talking to us, but only yeah. about off road. Yeah, that's cool. Um. And I do want to make an announcement as well. We did end up with a little situation from the um, last show. And I would like to publicly address for about two seconds. Uh, me nor either of these other ladies will ever stand for bullying and pitting us against each other on other shows. Anne has her other shows. We have this show. We are branching out and doing our own things at, on other shows as well. Mm -hmm. uh, you will not pit us against. We're a discussion podcast. Maybe I should have said that in the beginning. We're a discussion podcast. That's what we do. We discuss things here. We discuss the crimes. Um, Unexplained Realms is a storytelling. And mm -hmm. very much a wonderful story. It's an audio storytelling podcast. There's no visual. There's no, we do have a YouTube and whatnot, but we're not live. We don't do videos. It's just completely an audio podcast. And it's just basically me and my producer telling a story. So, yeah. you know. So I just wanted to clear that up. I know it's a little bitchy, but once well, again, we're going to preface this by saying this is not the nice podcast. If you don't like <laughs> F bombs or the fact that we're real, we're human, and we're just completely unfiltered and raw then we're probably not the fucking people for you. So take your fucking I, I ass to listen to Blue's Clues. I also feel like some people don't understand that there are many different types of podcasts, like news reporting podcasts, you know, discussion types. There's like lots of different, you know, things out there in the world. And the wonderful part about being free in this country is that you don't have to listen or watch anything you don't want to. No, you can exactly. scroll past it. Perfectly mm -hmm. fine. We, we will be fine. Yeah. Uh, but you know what? Now that we've discussed and covered, you know, my little tantrum, because I had a little, I had a little tantrum. I'm the mean one. Okay. I'm the mean one out of these two. Um, but now that I've had my little tantrum, um, kind of just want to jump into it tonight. This is going to be a, a fun one. I think it's going to be really interesting. And so I crafted a cocktail tonight for it. And the cocktail for it is called Down the Rabbit Hole. Because this was one that, well, when you hear it, you'll see why. So if you want the recipe and you want to make this drink and you want to give it a try on your own, it is half ounce of vodka, half ounce of blackberry liqueur, half ounce amaretto liqueur, half ounce sweet and sour mix, and a half ounce of Sprite or 7-Up. You will combine all of your liquors in your cocktail shaker over ice. Uh, fill a rocks glass halfway with ice. Shake. Pour top with your 7-Up or Sprite. And garnish and serve. <laughs> I know Elaine saw that too. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, he's our super fan, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> he deserves yeah. like a 
He's a super fan. He never misses an episode. I'm, I'm going to make him a merch. I'm going to make him a shirt that says Cocktails and Crimes um, super fan. We should. I'm make him wear we it. Really we have the cricket. I do have a cricket. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, and we're just going to tell you, this drink is amazing because I am. Mm -hmm. But with yeah. it being said, tonight we're going to be talking about Max Greenfield. Now, you've actually done this show on. Mm -hmm. On unexplained realms, um, right? So you've, you've covered this already, mm -hmm. um, and this comes out of California, which mm -hmm. we've not really stepped in and done anything in that area. We've stayed really um, in like the southern area. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, we've stayed really close to home. So we're branching out. We're stepping a little bit further out this time. Yeah, um, this is but, um, not far from me. I am. Oh, oh, um, super fan comment. Always. We could, probably, yeah, we could probably make that happen. Okay, we could probably make that happen. I'm on it. I'm on it, Grant. Got you. <laughs> <laughs> no, <you're on> <laughs> Only if they come with the cape as well. Oh, yeah. I know what y'all are getting for Christmas matching panties and capes. Oh, my God. Y'all. Cocktails and crime on that. Remember, you said weird. I don't know if I'm here for this. <laughs> anyway, um, so. I'm in California. You ladies are in the Midwest, Mississippi area. So this one we did, I did on Unexplained Realms back, I don't know, 2020, something like that. It was our first season. And it came to me from a friend who lives in that area. And uh, it was just a big deal. He went missing in 2018 and um, just weird, suspicious circumstances. No one knows what happened. Um, so you want to introduce this this a little bit or you wanted me to go into the story um if you want to just like kind of hop in and and like i said you've already done this one so mm, you know yeah. i kind of want to get your take and then like i just kind of mm. want to yeah i felt like this was a good one to do as well because like i said mine's an audio podcast there's not a lot of discussion it's just straightforward we tell the story so this one always kind of haunted me and i wanted to really dissect it with you both because I think there's more to the story, you know? So here we have Max Greenfield. Put him on the screen. Young, young, young man, you know? I think say he was extremely young. Like, mm -hmm. it seems to so, me, there's a common occurrence here. I'm starting to notice that the amount of missing people and the, the ages that they're yeah. like. You know, when I was growing up, and I don't know if you'll remember this, but like when I was growing up, People would go missing, but it'd be like women in their thirties. Yeah, and like it's, yeah. it's now it's like these young, and it's men and women. Back Late when teens, I was early twenties. Yeah, seem yep. to be more along the lines now. Mm -hmm. So like, I just, yeah, I don't understand it. It's just it's very odd to me that it's well, like you're you're onto something long. there because according to NamUs, which is the National Missing and Unidentified Person System, over six hundred thousand individuals go missing a year and over 400 4400 unidentified bodies are found every year and the majority of these persons it, the cases go unsolved and they're very young so um I lately that's what we're seeing i, I just i mean I, I think that obviously when i was growing up and when you were growing up and we were all younger we didn't think anything about like oh we could possibly be sitting next to somebody that has somebody locked in their basement Right. My time era, I, I hate to age myself, but my time era, I grew up in the late 70s and 80s. So 
kind of stuff was not huge for us at all, like my age group. So, no, you turn kids loose and let us ride our bicycles. I was going to say, I remember one time telling my mom I was going to run away, and she like packed me a book bag and sent me out the door. Yeah, right. Yeah, because. See you later. Wasn't something, yeah, it wasn't something that Never was. That we were going to come home. Yeah, I came school. home a little while later, and she's like, "Well, what are you doing back?" I said, "Well, I'm not supposed to cross the road." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Somebody right. has to cross the street. Like, right. So, like, I remember being a kid, and then being like, "You wake up in the morning," and so, especially being where we were, like way off in you know the deep south, uh, I remember parents being like especially my dad and my uncle and my aunt um they all lived way out in the sticks but they would be like we're going to town and when they mm. said they were going to town that's an hour drive one way yeah and they're leaving us at home you know wow. don't burn the house down don't uh, answer the have, phone don't go to the door well we weren't even told that it was don't like you know don't burn the house down and of course we don't have cell phones but oh, we had a whole code for the telephone like it rang once, hung up, and then rang twice, and then they had to to call them back. So yeah, mm. but we were like outside, like riding four wheelers and just gallivanting. We used mm. to ride the four wheelers up to like the store with a twenty dollar bill, and pops would be like, "Y'all kids, run up there and get me a carton of cigarettes and get y'all a drink." Mm. They didn't think anything about us getting, Mm-mm. you know snatch while we're and i think you know in those time eras it wasn't that much different here in california either like it just i yeah. mean i rode my bike all over the place with my friends they've never thought of anything happening you know yep. um but nowadays you know especially in the 2000s max went missing in 2008 so i mean 2018 my bad That's the, you think about like the time difference i mean really and truly now i wouldn't let my child ride a bicycle Mm-mm. from here to I don't know, the end of the road. I'd be like, no, mm-hmm. sir. No, sir. I don't let mine go around the block by themselves. No. Mm-hmm. And it's it's really crazy to me that, like, when we were kids, I mean, we just calivant wherever and mm-hmm. come home by the time the streetlights were on. Or, you know, my dad used to tell us uh, one of his things, him and Pops would always be like, don't go too far where you can't hear his whistle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We're in the woods riding four wheelers. And if you could hear that whistle, that meant get your ass home. Look, mm-hmm. my great grandma, there was 14 of us grandkids and well, great grandkids. And she would have us every summer to plant the harvest and every summer to pick the harvest. Mm-hmm. And when the sun came up, you were fed breakfast and you were set outside. If you were lucky, you had a pitcher of Kool-Aid and some cookies. Yeah, You didn't come in until lunchtime. And then after you did lunch and took an hour's rest inside. Yep. You were sent back outside until dark. So you think about goes, all of yeah. those things and you look at the time difference now as to this is, a, I mean, he's a grown man, but he's still a, technically a kid. He's still a young guy though. 25. Mm-hmm. That's, I mean. Very young man. And you think about now the difference in, we're talking about the fact that we were kids and we were able to do these things. You're talking about a 25 year old who just walks into thin air. Yeah, He's gone no. missing his literally, he literally walks into thin air. I mean, and so oh. like, I can't imagine like what in the world how this comes to be. Like how twenty five year old grown man who's an adult yeah. just goes missing and there's nothing. 
And like the details on this, which, like I said, we're going to go into the details. You've got all those. And what, what do we, what do you, what do you have to say? Like, as far as how do you go missing and nobody know? Well, in this particular case, I know someone knows. And as we get into the details and dissect them, you'll viewers, everybody, you'll know someone knows, but they're just not speaking. They're just not saying anything. So, um, and like you, you ladies, you're talking about small towns and being able to go anywhere. Um, where Max disappeared, where he grew up in a town called Brookings. And I believe that is nestled on the border of Oregon, six miles outside of California. Beautiful, sprawling rural area. I've been there many times. Um, he lived with his mom and his sister and was described by many as a soft spoken, kind, and creative kind of guy. Just really chill, you know. He dreamed of being an artist and he had actually attended several colleges in Southern California. And at one point, he moved to New York. So, with that said, this isn't a young man that is from a small town and is aloof and doesn't know. No, he, he lived he's in New York. Well aware of the world. Because he's traveled, he'd gone to college in Southern California. He lived in New York for a while. He knew. It's not as if he was just kind of not. I mean, I've been to New York several times. You won't make it there if you're too timid. <laughs> no way. Yeah. Um, been there, done yeah. that. It's, it's not for the faint of heart, you know? Yeah. Mm -mm. So, um, he, he had come back home um, and finally settled back in, in Oregon and studied graphic design in um, Portland, Oregon. So obviously a very intelligent young man. I mean, if you're, if you're dumb and not the sharpest crayon in the box, you're not going to college, you know? I mean, why would you do that? So obviously somebody that's intelligent and well, well aware of their surroundings. Um, Clearly. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, he did struggle with substance abuse and self-medicated as he suffered from some mental health issues. Um, it's a tragedy in this country these days. Mental health is not looked at properly, you know. Um, in 2013, he was admitted into a mental health facility and later a detox center in 2017. So obviously not, like I said, an intelligent person grabbing a hold of their own issues, committing to getting healthy. So um, we're going to go into the first date we have, Friday, March 16th. His sister, Tanya, asked him to go to the movies in Crescent City, California. Now, a friend of mine lives in Crescent City, and um, what she had described to me as Brookings is just a quick drive over the so border. So it's not like there's – I mean, it's it's like – me going from my house to Elaine's house, basically. Kind of, yeah. So it's Brookings, there's not a lot going on there. Crescent City has a little bit more going on in California. So you could see where these towns, the people in these towns might go to these different little areas because there's something to do. Um, he told his sister he couldn't go because he was at the Lucky Seven Casino in Smith River, California. So he lives in Brookings, or I don't know if he lives in that area, but he, again, these small towns are, they're just they like, have, boop, 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 boop. they have a movie theater in this town and a casino in that town. So if you're from a small town and there's nothing to do, you're going to pop over to the next town. Oh, of course. So, um, and he told her, we'll meet up there. You, you know, if you want me to go to the movies, come down here. 
Um, the Lucky Seven Casino was a place that Max frequently visited as Brookings, Oregon had just very little entertainment for its residents. There's just nothing to do there. Most residents escaped to the surrounding towns for movies, shows, entertainment. Of course. Um, his sister Tanya arrives at the Lucky Seven Casino at 6 p.m. And she finds Max. But he told her he just he wasn't interested in seeing a movie that night. He offered to buy her a beer instead. She actually agreed. And after finishing their beers, he asked her to take him home. They would be home no later than 10.30 p.m. that Friday night. And so instead of movies, they have a couple beers, they go home. Very close to his sister. So Max made plans with his sister to see the movie she wanted to see on Sunday, March 18th. Like, all right, sis, I know, I didn't feel it tonight. But how about we go Sunday? Mm -hmm. lives, they live together, so why not? Saturday, the next day, March 17th, Max's mom, her name's Andrea, got up and went to work. There's no information as to whether Max stayed home that Friday night and went to sleep or and then Saturday if he stayed in all day. No one knows where Max was during that Saturday. So After, mom didn't see him when she left for work. Maybe he was. Well, he's probably bed. sleeping in his room. So. She probably didn't go in. I mean, you figure he's 25. She's not going to walk in there yeah. and check on him, you know. Yeah. She's not um, going to babysit him. Well, yeah. No, 25. Um, and I'm thinking sister either didn't live in the house or maybe she was at work too. So maybe he lived with his mom and not his sister. Nevertheless, no one knows whether he was home all day Saturday or whether he was not. Really don't have any information on that. But when his mom comes home from work that night, she had placed his medications out in preparation for him to take them the next morning. Um, we know that he was there when she came home. He, he, she actually said goodnight to him around 9 or 10 p.m. that night, Saturday night. So um, he was home Saturday night. Okay. We don't know what, what he did all through the day Saturday. We don't yeah. know, which is kind of, in my mind, it was always pivotal what happens to him that night or whatever, we don't know really what happened, but what transpires this Saturday night, was it related to something that occurred during the day? Was there an argument, a fight, an issue with somebody else? We don't know. Encountered a stranger? I, I don't know. So I always wondered, you know, anybody, nobody saw him Saturday. Did, did he communicate with anyone, you know? Um, yeah. So another thing that is really powerful in this is that Mom was setting out medications. He had committed to being clean. He had went yes. to the detox rehab center. So this was their regimen. Mom's like, I'm going to put your medications out for you so that you have the correct dosages. I mean, someone that's putting that much effort in isn't likely someone that just wandered off or walked off, you know? Yeah. Just my thoughts. I don't really know. But um, so she said goodnight to him. Sunday, March 18th, Max's mom wakes up and sees that he has not taken his medication. So she thinks, he's still sleeping. She heads to work at 6 a.m. Though it was, this wasn't the case. Um, Max wasn't even home at that time. Mom did not pop in Sunday morning to see if he was in bed. But if she had, she would have discovered his bed empty. So... 
remember mom fills medication and tells him good night, nine or 10 o'clock at night. She goes to bed. Max leaves the house. Mm -hmm. um, so backtracking to Saturday night after mom goes to bed, it's March 17th. Sometime after his mom says good night, Max begins sending messages on the Facebook messenger, just various people asking for a ride to the lucky seven casino. So this has got to be between anywhere from nine to 10, 11 or 12, who knows what exact time it was. But around 1140, a friend did offer him a ride and picked him up. During that ride, he messaged another friend while he's in the car and he's asking, it's a female friend, are you going to be at the casino tonight? No word on who exactly was We'd there. No word on if this person was there or... Mm -hmm. Okay. No. After being in the casino for a few minutes or for, I don't know, some time, employees asked Max for his ID. He was unable to provide it and was asked to leave the casino. Again, I'm not exactly clear on why he wasn't able to provide it. Possibly he left it at home. I I mean, if he had already been in there with his sister a couple of nights prior mm -hmm. or a night prior or whatever, I would assume that he probably just forgot his ID Possibly. Um, what I thought was kind of strange was um, was the employee knew because he frequented that place quite a bit. I mean, they would have already known. Maybe someone was doing their job. Who knows? But kind of strange that he would be asked for his ID. Yeah. Um, so he had very little money on him. He had no ID, clearly, and no car. <coughs> so he actually just hangs around outside. Just That's chilling, cool. I guess. Strange. Um. Around 1.50 a.m., so that was what, he got a ride at 11.40, maybe arrived around midnight. I'm not sure how the time frame, how long he hung out inside the casino before getting removed, but we know he was there from at least 11.40 midnight to 1.50 a.m. Because cameras catch him walking around outside at 1.50 a.m., He's talking to a man in a leather jacket outside of the casino. The man appears to be holding a drink, and I've got a video on this, so I'll show you the, the CCTV video. Um, he's, lis like he's listening to Max while he's taking sips of the drink. His name is Jason Ledford. He's, well, he's known in that area. Um, no information about him, um, even to the state. Authorities hold him tight. Don't discuss whether he was questioned. I would assume he was questioned. He was the last person seen with that. I, I would assume that would be the case. But with California, I don't know about other states. California tends to be very tight-lipped during investigations. Um, they're afraid if too much information gets out, it'll skew the, the investigation. Oh, absolutely. So um, I'm going to play this video. So you're going to see Max... Um, He's carrying a black duffel bag. Um, it contained a bottle of Orange Crush, his cell phone in his other hand. And the camera is going to record Jason walking and Max walking away from the cameras, like off this casino property. They're walking towards Highway 101. Um, it's a really long strip in California. It goes pretty far. Um, but that area particularly is pretty damn dark. Like 
it's a wilderness, like a forest area. So, you know, you're not going to see tons of traffic on, especially at like one in the morning. So, yeah. Um, but I'm going to play this video real quick. So, and we can make, see what you make of it, what you think of it. No, that's not it. All right. There's no sound. So J um, Jason's the older gentleman. Max is in the beanie hat there with the double bag. Bottle of orange crush. crush. Mm -hmm. Sun-kissed. Why would you have like a whole duffel bag then? Yeah, that, that was always peculiar to me, but we'll get into that because there was some speculation and some statements on that. So without his ID... And a duffel bag. bag. Not only yeah. that. Well, hold on. Uh, there's some speculation on the duffel bag. Remember, he's an artist, okay? So there, there's some thoughts on that. Um, but you see them walking away. To me, the older gentleman doesn't look engaged with Max. He's like, okay, I don't know what I'm telling you. Um, something just feels off about the older gentleman. Well, something feels off about this entire thing. Like, he's pointing and telling, like, like There's he's telling him a story. Mm -hmm. Now, Max did know Jason. They they knew each other. I mean, wouldn't say they're like best friends or anything like that, but they knew each other from the casino and, you know, probably hung out in the same circles. Now they're walking off the property towards Highway 101. So there's the parking lot. Let me see. Where are they? Oh. Law enforcement was panning through these cameras to find, you know, footage of them. Okay, so they're, they're he's still with him all the way into the parking lot, mm -hmm. and it, it's almost like small talk. It doesn't look like it's any heated discussion. It doesn't look like there's any like part. Like judging no. by just the body language, it's it's like a super calm, just like dudes yeah. walking through a car. Nobody's. You know what it reminds me of? Somebody like, hey, you want to smoke some weed? Hell yeah. Let's yeah. go out here and do it. You know, just something yeah. like kind of. Yeah. Like, like hey, we got to get away know. from here to do it. Yeah. Like, it, it's very. Now, there's, no, the like, other, there's, there's no hostility per the right. body language. There's now, no. The other thing we're going to do, we're going to back up and go to the beginning once this is done. Because what I want you to see, point out right now is that if you look at Jason's hand, he's still holding a drink. Now, in California, you can't leave the building with an alcoholic beverage. But this man it's walked still. with his drink all the way out to the parking lot. And now you're going to Highway 101. You see how very dark it is out there. There's mm -hmm. a street sign there passing. It's all wilderness. Okay, it's, uh, the next thing is, though, why wilderness. did they walk? What, where, that's, yeah. where was Jason Park? They weren't going to his car. That's the thing. If they were going, so they they left the parking lot. Um, yeah. Oh, our super fan wire because it's CCTV. It's closed caption TV. Um, it's not meant to pick up high quality. It's just to deter crime. California uses it a lot. Um, but anyway, um, they they passed the parking lot at the point you see yeah. the highway and it's dark. Um, they weren't going to a vehicle, not no. a vehicle that was parked. If they were going to a vehicle, it was one that was waiting outside of that casino parking lot. See, that's what I think. Was there mm -hmm. somebody that he talked to that he was walking out to meet? 
that is always been the question I've had. Um, where was he going? So let's get further into this story. And we may visit that video again because we might have to look at it <laughs> one more time. But um, so they go off. Roughly 20 minutes later, CCTV cameras pick Jason coming back onto the into the parking lot back to the casino. But Max was with him. Right? Yes. I didn't catch that video. I tried to find it, wasn't able to get it, but I've I'm seen it before. He like had his drink and he came back through the parking lot to the casino and Max was not with him. So very strange. Um, yeah. so, so this is the next day, Sunday, March 18th, Max's sister, Tanya, she starts to send them text messages. They're going to go to the movies. Remember they planned yeah, that. He didn't respond And like for her, it didn't raise too many alarms. I mean, he's 25, maybe drank too much last night. She's not really panicked that he's not responding right away. But when Max's mom comes home. She's now worried because she's noticed he still has not taken his medication. But that's because we know Saturday night he, he never came home. Yeah. He never came home. His sister Tanya creates a Facebook post regarding the whereabouts of her brother. Like, hey, have you seen him? Is he on somebody's couch? Like, what happened last night? But now um, my question is if the medicine, if his medicine had been laid out before he left. Why did he not take it before he left? I don't know. I I only think? wondered that maybe it was a morning regimen because remember Friday night he came home with the sister and mom had laid it out for them. I'm thinking that she laid it out at night for him to take in the morning. Okay. I, I, that's so, just kind of one of my... Yeah. So then <laughs> he either was expecting to be home to take it the next morning or he was going off his meds and had this whole other thing that he was going to do. Possibly, but there's more details here. So <laughs> this, this will be fun once you learn. Um, so sister Tanya posts all these Facebook posts like, Hey guys, my brother crashed at your house is, did he get drunk? Something's gone. What's going on here? You know, um, a friend of Max's, um, what is it? I lost my place here. Um, a female friend of Max's messaged her on Facebook asking, um, oh, the female friend that he asked, are you going to be at the casino? Remember he messaged someone while he was in room here, are you going to be there? She said she was there at the casino, but Max never arrived. Now we do know Max was at the casino, but I don't know how long he was inside. So people may be saying they didn't see him because he was only in there for five minutes and then they kicked him out. Who knows? So a lot of people that are responding to this message are saying he was never there. We never saw him. But now we know it's because he got kicked out. And it probably pretty rapidly is what I'm thinking. If his normal circle of friends is responding to these messages saying we didn't see him that night, most likely because he wasn't in the casino for very long. As we say, we don't know for sure, but... My thing is, is if he's a regular and he's known, like, for instance, I'm just going to say here, like, our friend's band, oh my god, I'm sitting on my foot, y'all. And it went uh -oh. to sleep. I had to move So, like, our friend's band plays at the casino all the time, right? 
Mm. And the guys at the door know like our little group that goes right. in. Like, we're always going together. And mm. oh my God, y'all, this couch is the most like it just sucks you in. You can't move. But no, so like they know us. We walk in and they're like, oh, hey. And just like we walk through, they don't say anything. The bartenders know us. Mm. Um, so it's kind of, to me, it's like if, if he's been a regular here, you know, they've seen him, they know him. They, I just find it a little odd that they were like, I do too. I, I always feel odd that they would be like, hey, get the hell out. Yeah, I don't know. So you know, like that's that very weird. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say it's not. I do find that to be odd and a little off-putting. Um, yeah, unless there was a new guy that night and they that was yeah. Didn't that's know always him. been a thought to me that or, possibly there was a new person. Like maybe he was. Maybe there was some kind of an in incident in the casino. So we have a comment, drug deal gone bad. Okay, well, we'll, we'll get there. <laughs> Don't worry, we'll get there. Um, that's also been a speculation of mine, but maybe he owed somebody money. Who knows, you know? I, so, I'm leaning on some serious, I have my own speculations so, right now so, so. now. so now friends that were there that night are saying, hey, we never saw him. We never saw him. But to me, there's an easy explanation for that. We do know for 100% fact he was at the casino. We have video footage. We have there. video that he was there. There's but no they, may, was they there. may not have seen him there because he didn't. He didn't make it inside for very long. If he was there for five minutes, walked in, tried to order a drink, and they bounced his ass out, his group of friends may not have ever seen him. That's the thing. So yeah. I, that's kind of hard to say off of that like it's kind of hard to say oh they're lying or whatever right you know i'm just feeling they just left yeah yeah um so this is this is march 18th which is sunday obviously i don't know how it is in other states but in california usually you have to wait 24 48 hours before you can file a missing persons report so march 20th which i believe would have been a tuesday that year the family finally contacts authorities to report Max missing. And again, I think it's, it might be the same in other States, but I know for sure in California, it is a 24 hour period that you have to wait before you can file that missing. Yeah, here, I think it used to be, so anybody over 21 is still like 24, 48 hours, but anyone under you can pretty much file after I think 12. Mm -hmm. Right. Oh yeah. Every state's different. Um, so they contact authorities and authorities did very little with this case because Max was a known previous substance abuser. And in his past, he would use, you know, drugs and he would wander off. So police kind of looking at it like, well, it's just another one of his episodes. Uh oh, I mean, you guys have some faces. Go ahead. Go ahead. Speak on it. I one of my things is like with the welcome to our sleepover over here. <laughs> right. no, I have a cramp in my foot. I'm sorry. Oh no. I sat on it and it started yeah, cramping. Oh, no. We've got like a whole situation going on over. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> we sorry. we're all together. Can you imagine? It's gonna be all bad. <laughs> no, it's like we're it's just yeah. Oh, God. Like I'm over here on the couch, like sitting like 
Multicore. <laughs> but no, like I something. Mm -hmm. I'm just really leaning on this kid. Oh, he's a regular at a casino. I want to know where this is at. Like, is it somewhere that's not very populated? Like, is it yes. nothing yes. in the wilderness um, all around it? Mm -hmm. It's um, like our forest in California, Northern California, up into Oregon is all pine trees. And um, I... I can't think of like just national forest type of stuff up there, you know. Like there's um, beautiful population wise is not like it's it's just not a yeah. booming area. No, it's not a big town. Um, nevertheless, it's surrounded by the ocean. It's this. It's the northern coastline of California into Oregon. So you've got pine trees, ocean, shark bait. Well, we'll get into that. <laughs> um, so. Authorities really just don't do anything with this because they're like, well, he Max is a known drug user in the past and he's wandered off before. So, you know, maybe he'll come back. Um, it wasn't until Sister Tanya found Facebook messages to show the police that he was making plans with others um, to be at that casino and hang out with them. But then he just disappeared. Um, authorities in Brookings, Oregon. So the California side don't really want to do anything. Um, surprise, surprise. <laughs> um, in Brookings, Oregon, police began working with Del Norte County, which was in California, the county that he went missing in, um, as the disappearance. So the two states are now kind of, all right, we'll try and cooperate. I, I believe it was uh, Oregon that kind of pushed it forward, you know. Um, so once the camera footage is reviewed and sheriff's department states that it did not appear that he ran away, clearly we know he didn't run away. Like he didn't want to. He was at the casino where he was making plans to meet people. Yeah. So when Ta Max's sister, Tanya sees that video footage, she's like, Oh my God, I know who that man is. His name is Jason Ledford. She immediately messages him on Facebook because they know him. And Jason Ledford tells Tanya he did not see Max that night. He said, I didn't see him. I never even, I don't even know who Max is. <laughs> the only reason his sister is asking is because she saw the video. So she's like, hey, no, I literally watched you walk I, out I of the parking lot with my brother. That's why I'm calling you. And he's like, I have no idea who Max is. Don't know anybody by that name. I never seen anybody that night. No idea what you're talking about. Like, can you imagine? <laughs> Seems a little suspicious to me. I more than a little. I mean, literally, you literally see this man, and he's gonna lie to you. So that right there sets my brain off. Like, why are you? You don't lying? exactly have to be Dick Tracy to figure Maybe out. Maybe he odd. was the one that was the drug mm -hmm. dealer possibly or maybe max owed him money yes what i mean they're both so, regulars so let's, get, let's get further problem. here so police go on to question jason they're like hey what the hell we know you were with him we know you were with him there's no you can't even tell us you weren't we have video footage of you with him for like at least a 10 to 15 minute period you know so he repeatedly told police he didn't know who Max was. 
But you're on camera walking with this mm -hmm. man. Mm -hmm. No, I don't know who mm -hmm. I don't know who Max is. No I ain't idea. never seen him before in my life. I don't mm -hmm. know you. I wondered because I couldn't find any details, but I wondered if Jason Ledford hadn't seen that video footage yet. And that's why he's lying. But because everyone else had seen it, everybody's brains are going, what? Like, okay, why is he lying? You know? So he repeatedly tells police this. The second time he's questioned, he stated he somewhat knows Max but didn't know anything about that night. Lie number two. <laughs> I I became highly like, I don't know, like signals went off in my head when I saw that. Like, are you, what? what? You're going to lie a second time and say that, hey, I don't, I don't know who this person is. I mean, I kind of know him, but I don't know what about that night. You can't say that you didn't know anything about <laughs> that night because you were walking with him and standing with him. You were with him for a good minutes. 10 to 15 minutes at mm -hmm. a bare minimum. Yeah. Right. And you were conversing with him the whole time. It wasn't like you were just mm -hmm. painting a picture. I think we'll we'll put that video up in a little while one more time for viewers. because, And then for us as well. Because you can clearly see it's not a stranger encounter. It's not someone that you no, just met at the bar. No, it's not somebody that he's never met before. And he's just like, hey, man, I'm... Mm -hmm. No. Like... This is a com there's actual you can tell. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You can tell by their body language that they know each other mm -hmm. yeah. and how they walk together. Mm -hmm. And they're conversing. So, if you notice, like they're as they're walking, they're conversing. Their hand, their hand, like their whole body movement mm -hmm. says they're talking. Yes. Right. So of course, authorities finally show Jason Ledford the footage of him and Max, and his story changes again. He's now claiming Max once wanted to walk, but in a different direction than him. And he's unaware. He, I, I don't know. We parted ways. We walked that way and he went that way and I went this way. And I don't know where he went. Like, okay, this is bizarre. <laughs> so more review of the camera footage and Jason Ledford is seen going back to the casino um, after Max and him supposedly part ways. And video footage inside of the casino. He's standing in a hallway and appears to be panicking or like terrified of something. Um, I remember I couldn't find this video. This is the strangest case because there's just not a lot of media on it. Um, there's just not. It's so bizarre. Um, little blurbs here and there. But what I remember reviewing that video years ago when we did this on the other show when he goes back in the casino, he comes in the front door and it's like a little hallway, maybe towards the bathrooms. And a camera picks him up, like kicking the wall and like screaming, like, oh, what did I just do? And it was so powerful when that video was released because he came back to the parking lot by himself into the casino by himself. No one knows where Max is. And he's kicking the walls by a bathroom area in a little secluded area. And he's just like, ah, like, you know. So I think everybody knows he's he's connected to this at this point, right? Why would you walk with a stranger across the parking lot, then come in and kick the hell out of the walls? Mm -mm. Yeah. So I think he knows what happened. Or mm -hmm. oh, let's, let's, let's go with this logic. 
Obviously, he definitely knows what happened. <laughs> yeah. Maybe, though, he didn't do it. Hear me out. No. Mm -hmm. There's speculations on this. and um... He was walking with his buddy, you know. They walk out, and Max runs into, let's say, a bookie that he owes money to. Okay. Or a dealer. okay. I'll stop you there because <laughs> there's more to this, okay? Um, you, you'll find that Jason Ledford's definitely connected, but the way that he is, is, is so bizarre. So, um, you see that for, we see, I've seen that footage where he's in this hallway, he's, um, changing his story again. And there was a lot of social media waves at the time. People are seeing these videos and they're seeing Max with a duffel bag and saying, Oh, it must've been a runaway bag. And maybe the Jason guy helped him escape because he just didn't want to be on meds, whatever. His sister and family disagree. His bag had art supplies. Remember, he went to New York. He was an artist. He went to college mm -hmm. to, to be an artist. Um, the girl he was planning to meet. Remember, he he messages, Facebook messages, a female around 1140. Hey, are you going to be at the casino tonight? He was planning to meet her there. And they often painted together. So most likely what his family is saying, they were going to swap supplies. Oh, hey, I got some of your paint. Yeah, I got some of yours too. Here, let me give that back to you. Oh, you want to use this? And it was not uncommon for them to do this. They were artists. So carry their art supplies in a duffel bag, meet up at the casino, have a couple drinks, exchange their, their I don't know, paintbrushes, paints, whatever, supplies, and then go home. So that's what a lot of people that knew him stated. The woman that he had texted or messaged she was also an artist. So they said he often carried his art supplies in that duffel bag. So, um, but of course, there's always the few that will say, no, no, he ran away. And that was his duffel bag. He was running away. Honestly, we really I'm don't not, know. There's, I'm not buying the running away thing. Mm -mm, me neither. <clears throat> but I will say, okay, I guess people in California are a little different. I don't go to the bar with my art supplies. I don't take my color oh, pencil. Honey. Yeah. No. Here in California, we get a lot of arty, lot arty, of art artsy people. Space. Yeah. And uh, it's a big thing. And um, a lot of uh, uh, trendsetters and people that do stuff like that. It's not uncommon here. Uh, we're just a big melting pot for a lot of artistic types and different things that you see, you know. So it's not uncommon. When I saw that, I thought that for sure makes sense to me because I'm native of California. Oh, I definitely see where it would make mm -hmm. sense in that area. Now, if that was here, we'd all be like, oh, oh yeah. You'd be like, what the hell's wrong with you? Why you know, nobody taking their color pencils to the <laughs> bar. <you laughs> right. know? But like, yeah. oh, I'm not saying it's completely out of the realm. You know, we, we have whole bars that are like dedicated to puzzles and Scrabble. And yeah, no, I don't go to those bars. Okay. We go to you know, the bars. I go there. I go to the I bar to drink. That's what I do. I, got, I go Clearly. to indulge in my, you know, habit mm -hmm. here. Like there is, there's a bar um, not far from where I'm sitting right now. Um, and it, it has um, Monopoly boards and bingo boards and Scrabble and really artsy craft beer. And I'm like, nope. I went in there. I looked around. I walked right back out. Oh, at one table, you can play Yahtzee. Mm -hmm. Don't that's ever not a bar, <laughs> not a bar to me, but yeah, welcome to California. So you'll see a lot. I of mean, stuff. that could get kind of mean, 
Look, I'm oh, just saying, you think me imagine, play right? Like, do you want me drunk at a bar with strangers? Heck like, no. I, I mean, the, the, I think the most I've literally. ever done at a bar is play pool or play darts and get drunk. I mean, drunk, I play you know? Jenga. Like, we have, we have drunk Jenga at one of the bars, but it's like... Mm. Look, even that, like that shit gets like violent. Like we're over here, like kicking the table over. <laughs> I can imagine. Like, I know darts in my know? world. I would take my my brother to the bar. We play darts, and it straight got violent. You know. Look, okay, family pulling us apart. You know. True so. story. Like around here, we get real serious about our games. Okay, mm. like a few years back, about thirty minutes from here, a, a family was having, I guess, a game night, and, like, a cousin shot a cousin over a game of Uno. <laughs> yeah, I'm not doing um, that on the news. You can look it up. I steer clear of those types of bars. I love... Like, we know, went to the casino one night, and somebody was like, we really... They need an Uno table here. I was like, bro, the crime rate is high enough. <laughs> y'all do not want to no. no, not with no, Uno. No, no. Yeah, no, we don't do that. Uno and Monopoly, like no. Right. But here in California, no, it is more common. Yeah. Well, here in That's California, it is. Yeah. Oh, oh, we have Mandy. Hi, Mandy. Cards Against hi, Humanity. Mandy. That would be a good one. Oh yeah, that'd be fun. You guys say hi to Mandy. Hi, Mandy. I will be seeing her tomorrow. We'll be live hey. we'll be together tomorrow night. There you go. Um. So back to the the, the duffel bag. It is not an uncommon thing, especially Oregon is Oregon's a very eclectic oh, yeah. place too. Huh? I know Oregon is because Desiree, you've heard me talk about Des. Des mm -hmm. is from Oregon and they're like they're another one that's like super artsy fartsy like right. lots of art over there. So it's not uncommon, you know. So anyway, that's why supposedly he has a duffel bag. Um, um, so the woman he texted that night or messaged on Facebook, like, hey, are you going to be there? Brings his art supplies because they used to trade paints and whatever. They, Her name was Chrissy Travis. And she was questioned and it appeared Jason Ledford was lying once more. Chrissy told police that Max and Jason were supposed to meet up with her at the casino that night. Oh, Jason was involved in meeting up with her. Okay. Okay, so so Chrissy tells, because that's her name, Chrissy Travis, she's questioned by authorities, and she's like, oh, well, um, Max and Jason were supposed to meet me there that night. What? Thought so Jason didn't know nobody. No, Jason <laughs> didn't know Max at all. What? What do you mean? So, yeah, that there you go. Oh, another comment here. Hi. Say hi. 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 Um, I am so, so like, so I don't know Max. I don't know this guy. I didn't even mm -hmm. see him that night. Okay, I kind of know who he is, but I don't know him. I didn't see him. Sir, here's video of you. Okay, but I don't know him. I mean, now all of a sudden, you don't know this man, but you're meeting up with him. Oh, well, we walked, mm -hmm. but then he wanted to go a separate way. Yeah, he wanted to go opposite mm -hmm. direction. It is really and now someone's saying. Or lack thereof. They, and now someone's saying the plan was for the three of them to meet. So Chrissy tells police Max and Jace were supposed to meet with her at the casino that night and head back to her house that evening. Jason was to provide the drugs for the evening, including heroin. 
Max was surrounded by many hardened criminals in his circle, most likely why he struggled with substance abuse and trying to stay clean. Obviously had some health issues, mental health issues. And when you're surrounded by that, you are, what is the, you're only as successful as those around you. You are completely circled with criminals. Well, um, so Authorities stated that they had an idea that this case is directly related to drug use activity and have no solid leads, but um, believe Jason Ledford was this, the key to this. Um, now, after all of this is said, Jason says, oh, um, you know what? I was really close to Max, but I would never harm him. <laughs> I mean, this Sounds guy is all over the map. Like, like Max you know is probably off in the woods somewhere with some heroin overdose. I don't believe that that happened, but I I, I agree that those are thoughts. Um, I, I let's get further, and I'll tell you why you're gonna think something different. Or so Max is. Um, let's see, where are we? Um, Max is a white adult male. He stands about six feet tall, 150 to 160 pounds, with brown hair, green eyes. Um, a skeleton key tattooed on his left forearm and he was last seeing wearing black jeans, dark t-shirt, you know, um, there were uh, details about that, that night where they, Max had been painting with Chrissy for several weeks, right? Um, Chrissy was kind of a smaller framed woman. But Max, even though he was six feet, why I just described him is that he was like 150 pounds at six feet. Like you ever seen that? Skinny. Uh, what was that? Gonna be skinny, obviously. Right. So Chrissy was dating and a very abusive man at the time. Um, what we what we determined about him was that he was illegal. He was here from Mexico and um somehow started dating her um he didn't like that chrissy and max were painting together max had gone over to her place and painted and boyfriend illegal boyfriend did not like this he's like no i don't want this guy in my house um hang on technical difficulties here (laughs) what was that just just man these these dudes around here like those, those kind of de- mm-hmm. right, get you a, a southern woman one time, <sighs> right? Um, so, um, hang on, gonna get back into this. Where am I? Um, so basically, Jason is the supplier to you know Chrissy's boyfriend, this, her well, obviously, boyfriend. a group of people, right? He's a supplier. <laughs> And there's no actual like proof or anything. So I'm going to just be a little irresponsible here and say the rumor has it that the boyfriend threatened Jason, like you need to get rid of him. I don't want him around my girlfriend. I don't want anything to do with him. At one point um, where, where this girl lived was like a trailer and, you know, kind of off up into the cut somewhere in the woods was like almost like um they found a land an area and they're like this is where we live now they just kind of pull their trailers up there 
not a lot of authorities are going to go up there and try and pull them off, you know. So it also is close to um, the ocean and some cliffs that so drop off into the ocean. So what we know is there are reports stating that they saw, oh, I, I believe it's a white van. I can't remember exactly, but it's a white van or some vehicle like that, utility type vehicle where like the illegal boyfriend was like maybe doing construction and that's the vehicle he drove. There are reports of some people saying they saw a vehicle like that around the time Max walks out of that casino parking lot with Jason. So here's where I'm going to be irresponsible. I don't know for sure, but I think Jason led him to his death. He led him to a vehicle where people roughed him up, beat him up, and probably tossed him into the ocean. Perhaps. So, yeah. Because basically where, where this literal story ends is when he walks off that parking lot. Yeah. There is no other detail. And, you know, I'll, I'll say this. I'm going to reference. Um, there is a very high-profile case. I'm going to reference it in this situation because it involves the ocean and all that shit. Um, and I know that you know it really well as well. Um, Natalie Holloway. They've never mm -hmm. found her. We all know at the end of the day, we can speculate whatever we want, but at the end of the day, we all know that she became shark food, unfortunately, for her. Oh, absolutely, yeah. And... I'm just going to say, like, there's no such thing as a perfect murder or the perfect mm -hmm. crime. But when you play your cards just right, which we've seen in how many cases that we've all gone down the rabbit hole on and we've looked at, it's not uncommon in, in an area where an ocean is involved or close by. Because where's the one thing you're not going to find the evidence? You're not going to find it in the ocean. And you're definitely not going to find it if someone is eaten by sharks. Yeah. And Northern California in that area is a very high migration area because I'm a nerd and I know sharks because I love oh, yeah. sharks. I'm obsessed. Shark tracker yeah. on your phone. I have a shark tracker. My, like I have my own pet shark. Okay. Like Back to Chrissy's boyfriend now real quick. Chrissy's boyfriend. Um, not only was he illegal from Mexico, he was wanted in Southern California, which is why he migrated all the way to Northern California. To Northern California. Not sure how she hooked up with him, but bad news. What and was he wanted for? I I don't remember now. It might have been murder or something. It was something bad. So he was running. So, um, okay. Um, I don't know. Basically, though, that's where it ends. There's no other details. So he just no walked out of the parking lot and he just vanishes in the thin mm -hmm. air. And nobody knows a thing. Mm -hmm. No, okay, no. Let's, 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 okay, okay. I'm going to play devil's advocate. Mm -hmm. We'll just go on this really weird limb, right? Let's mm -hmm. say that Jason Ledford doesn't know that he's leading him to his death and say they were going to walk over here and do this drug deal. All right. Hey, my buddy's going to pull up and he's got some drugs, whatever the case may be. They walk out, Chrissy's boyfriend and some of his friends or whoever snatch him. Jason has a meltdown inside the casino because he's like, oh my God, like my friend, what the fuck? I don't know what to mm -hmm. do. And then I'm a lot of the cops because I'm panicked and I don't know what to do. And I didn't have anything to do with this. Okay. Like I said, really weird limb here, but the other side of me is like, no, dude, you definitely did. You you let him right. do it. What was going on? I'm not saying the guy did or didn't. 
But it's just very weird to me that you continuously lie to the police, like over and over well, and over. So, and over. so that right there, that right there, um, I believe is, makes me believe one hundred percent that he led him to his death because yeah. there's no body. I know, I but mean, I believe like, that's me as a smoking gun of like you're guilty. Right? He lied and lied and lied and lied, and I mean, I think he changed his story like four times. And then, oh, you know, I, I do know that guy. You're right. You know, I, I totally forgot, but I, totally I would never hurt him. Friends. Yeah, oh, but God. I would never hurt him or do anything to him. So I've never forgotten that I know a friend. I, I've never done that. Right? I say I mean, he's guilty yeah. based on the fact that he does lie so many times to the cops. So I heard at one point he moved away because they never named him as a suspect. So he's not even in the area anymore. Um, yeah. Some bizarre well, I wouldn't stuff. stay around I'm either. either. That goes back yeah. to when we did the Myra Lewis case. These parents hightailed it and shagged ass and mm -hmm. left town and didn't leave a forwarding to figure out if their missing child ever reappeared. I mean, come on. Like, you, there are just certain keys that you know make you fucking look guilty. Yeah. And unfortunately, I think in this one, <clears throat> because once again, I mean, you have no body, you have no nothing mm. you never found his duffel bag you never found a clothes piece of clothing a beanie his not there's nothing i'm going to speculate that this little chrissy friend probably ended up with a duffel bag art supplies when he took a swim with the fish oh i'm sure she did but or i uh, maybe not i don't i really don't know oh, i just know that that boyfriend did not want max around her um, I don't know that there was any flirtation or anything, but it just seems like he was very possessive, you know. Well, you know, that goes back to she already knew that there was like a hostility there. And she still invited him and was still willing to yeah. so, try to hang out with him. To me, there's a list of guilty parties. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think that she knew more. Um, but what we will give her is that she was very forthcoming with authorities. So... Like, you know, um, had she not been honest, we would have never known the Jason Ledford link. Yeah. Um, but again, I, I think there's a lot there that's like, and it really sucks in cases like this because you do fall down this rabbit hole and then you're like, but I want more. I need and more. And that's it. I you're like, what, what the hell? Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, I've spent a lot of time with a close friend of mine um, discussing this case because she lives in that area and I mean, there's there's no other option other than he was murdered, thrown in the well, ocean, buried, something, whatever, you know. I wholeheartedly um, believe that he definitely went over a cliff and swam with the fish. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, you know, that goes back to, like I said with Natalie, her family will never, ever have the peace of mind because they're never going to find her. Mm -hmm. Just like in this, I don't think he's um, ever found. I don't think that. His corpse. I don't see how, him. you know, unless he was buried in land somewhere, <clears throat> but I don't, I don't know. I don't think that that's the case. Uh, I think this. if I'm a criminal trying to run for murder already and I murder somebody else, I'm not going to leave that body somewhere. Especially when mm -hmm. I have an opportunity to like throw you over a cliff. In a yeah. Yep. yeah. I mean, you know, they, they've always said like the number one burial ground in the world is the ocean. I was going to oh, say, absolutely. it makes you wonder exactly how many people have gone over those cliffs. Exactly. Like, there's a speculation. I don't remember how many. I actually read a fact one time, and it was a speculation of how many bodies or, like, or people have disappeared into the ocean. And it was, mm -hmm. like, insane to think of the 
amount. Yeah. And in this case, I, I heard like it sucks for the family because they're never going to get that closure and they're never going to get any answers. Nope. And unfortunately, the cops are just kind of like, this is all we have. Now, we don't know how much effort they really put into at the end of the day. But, you know, this still goes to the, this is all we have. We have, he said, she said, we have a few messages that say we're going to meet up. We have this. But the Chrissy friend is one that I kind of, I'm, I'm going to be the mean person because I'm mean. <laughs> Wholeheartedly, I'm like, girl, you know what happened. You may have been forthcoming, but oh, you know what happened. Knows more. I'm positive she knows. I mean, you can't be in this little circle and not know or not have a really good idea of what's going on there. But I'm so, sure she was probably just as scared for her own life. Oh, yeah. I would um, like to know where the boyfriend is now. And he's like not in the picture. I don't remember anymore. The, the thing is, it's not like you type this case into Google and find a ton of information. No, a lot I, of my I spent information hours last night and it was just like oh. a lot of yep. A lot of my information came from inside sources at the time that I did the show. I don't know, 2020. Um so it came from a lot of calling people, interviews, just talking. And I don't really interview people on the show. Yeah. Just do my research that way. Um, but that's where my information came from because you just, there's nothing online. You know, you know, um, sad, sad case. But I do believe there was some wrongdoings here. And I don't think he just wandered off. And I don't believe he went out and got stoned and or got high and wandered off. I think that... Something literally happened to him. Well, I think, honestly, in this one, this is the one that's like, we fell down this rabbit hole. There's really no bottom to it. We're never going to have a definite answer. I right. do think... <coughs> Mr. Ledford knows. Absolutely. Oh, absolutely. He knows. I mean, knows. And I think that, obviously, my heart goes out to this family. Um, if there is any information and anybody does know anything, and they, you know, you need to come forward. When we do these shows, we always like to close it out and tell everyone, please come forward with anything, even if you think it's the most unimportant thing like, imaginable. The most unimportant mm -hmm. detail, like yeah. whatever you think. So you've got, uh, the, you've got the poster there. If you have anything, Curry County Sheriff's Department. So You know, please, by all means, contact the Sheriff's Department and... Tell them if you think you even saw... even if there's not a body in the end for their parents or family or whatever to have, it still will give that family closure to know that this is what happened to their loved one. Mm -hmm. So it doesn't matter what kind of shape yeah. it may be in 20 years later now. Right. Yeah. I will say this, though, as we're ending this, we're actually mm -hmm. we've been kind of like working on the backside of the show. We've put a lot into it. Um these ladies bust their ass every week to make this show happen. And so we really wanted to <clears throat> do like some fun content as well outside of. Mm. So right. if you follow our YouTube, be looking for in the next few weeks, we're actually going to do like a cocktails and questions. Hmm. So if the viewers have questions for any of us, we'll answer them. Um, if each other, like we're all going to ask yeah. each other questions. Um, and we're going to do like a, I don't know, like a fun little, a game, so to speak. 
just something lighthearted. Let's get to, so you get to know us and we get to know a little bit more about each other, which I think we pretty much kind of all know each other pretty well, but why not? So if you follow our stuff um, and our merch link, obviously we have our cocktails and crime merch. <clears throat> um, we will actually be rocking our hoodies here soon. And I'm so excited for fall. Yes. Yes. Um, and of course, obviously, go see Anne over on Lost Common Sense. Well, listen, mean, listen, because it's just it's just audio. But yeah, yeah, you know. and go listen to her on Unexplained Realms. Um, their storytelling abilities that you have are absolutely amazing. So oh, thank you. And we have some really cool announcements that'll be coming in the future um, that we're really excited about. Our website will be launching here soon. Like. GoDaddy sucks. Just so anybody wants hmm. to use it, <laughs> yeah, right. I'm not even. Gonna, I'm not even going to be nice about these people. They suck. So, but our website will be launching soon. Our merch link is out. Um, follow all of our socials. We'll be having a TikTok coming out soon. Um, I know that we, our Instagram and everything is doing really well. Facebook's mm -hmm. doing really well. Um, and honestly, if you have a case at all, I don't care what it is. I don't care if you think it's crazy. Um, we may actually do some fun ones for Halloween episodes. Yes. So if oh, you yeah. have a couple of fun ones out there that aren't so doom and gloom, doom and gloom. Oh, and yeah, no, that, we, um, we'll definitely look into something. Definitely like that. some ideas to yeah. look into. And like we've, we've talked about, I really, for the Halloween season, we are all Halloween fanatics here. And we are, I mean, if you look at my house, like I can show you all a tour. It's 24 seven. Every day is Halloween in this house. Okay. Yes. <laughs> um, okay. So, of course we'll be in the spirit and I am super excited because I really, this is just cocktails and crimes. It doesn't have to be doom and gloom and it doesn't have to be murder. So we're going to do some really fun stuff featuring some of like the dumb criminals, stupid crimes, things that you just have to shake your head and be like, you woke up and chose this today. <laughs> right. So I'm super excited to get all of that launched yes. and I'm excited to be back. I'm glad all three of us are back and we've got, yay, we're all back. We're all here. We're all back. I spent my time playing in the mud. So, well, that's good. You need to do that. So, I did. And like I said, spent the time over there with the guys over at um, Full Sin Off Road Podcast. Go check them out. They're amazing. Um, go show them love. They're really just getting started. They're audio only right now. We're actually fixing to start trying to work to get them on a on a live stream. So that'll be fun. Yes, we're gonna hook those guys up over there. That'll be so fun. it's gonna be fun. It's a lot. We have a lot of stuff coming up. Super excited about it. But for this episode, like we've said, if you have anything, know anything, saw anything, think you've heard something, please, by all means, contact the Sheriff's Department on that flyer. Yes. It will be posted on all of our socials as well. This episode will once again be posted on YouTube yep. and our Facebook page as well. Um, and for next week, I think that everybody's going to be pretty I think next week's episode is going to be pretty wild. I have the case already figured out. I think y'all are going to love it. And yeah, I already started looking into that. So we're research deep. So, yeah. All right. Everybody have a good night. Everybody have a great night. Thank y'all for tuning in. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.